You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Everybody. Welcome to Ring Post Radio. I am uh, healthy like an ox, Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Voice of Wrestling flagship zone, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, uh, shockingly, I'm tired, but this is a whole hour <laughs> earlier. This is a whole hour earlier. Yeah. In some ways, an hour, almost an hour and a half earlier than we usually start this show for various reasons, but we are here because... Ring Post Radio doesn't sleep. I definitely don't sleep. Um, <laughs> and we have a lot of things to talk about today. And yeah. it's so funny because, you know, last night I had the realization after finally watching All Bound for Glory, I was like, I'm going to get to talk about a WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view and Impact Wrestling on the same show. And the and new- it, <laughs> and AEW still burning. Oh man, this is great! And the New this Japan, is... we're gonna preview New Japan Declaration of Power as well. So, <laughs> oh yeah, featuring Tamatanga, so, you know, <laughs> well, really course. winning here. Um, shout out to Tamatanga, of course. So yeah, this—I don't think I could have asked for a better show to happen at eight a.m. in the morning. Of course, no. It we well look big. There was big news last night. Extreme Rules. The fiend is back, so you know we gotta it's get not up. the fiend. Right up, we gotta get it. We gotta Stop get up. Calling him the fiend. We gotta get up bright and early to get our takes out, get our takes in. You know, right, right at the crack of dawn. You know, we gotta do that. You know, it's what we're letting him in into our lives. We're going down the rabbit hole. We're uh, playing with puppets uh, that come to life and sort of a Winnie the Pooh uh, horror movie like creature. Uh, we're gonna hate what i have to say well yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see i don't know if i don't know if our listeners will hate what we have to say per se but well we'll find out (laughs) not about bray Wyatt. i i have nice things to say about poor bray everything else i don't have nice things to say (laughs) (laughs) well let's get into. actually no i watched the good old donnybrook match i have one good thing to say that's good Shout out Seamus and Gunther, who are doing like a rivalry of the year right now. Oh, shit. They might break through into like real, re- not real wrestling, but into other like companies. Like their rivalry is legitimately like entering a range of rivalry of the year in wrestling, not just WWE. They already walked away with it, WWE. Oh, yeah. They already walked away with the match of the, match of the year for WWE. But uh, I think they're, yeah. they're now in, like, general rivalry of the year. It's been some great stuff. They've, had, them, they've but... had two knee slaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's get to the show. We got, like we said, a big show today. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view that happened last night. Impact Bound for Glo- Glory that took place. Uh, their, their big show that took place. Uh, last Friday well. night, uh, we're gonna preview New Japan Declaration of Power, and if we have time, uh, we'll be previewing as well Triple Mania, uh, as Josh Matthews, not Josh Matthews, who's the other guy, Matt Stryker would like to say Triple Mania. Uh, they're having their big hot take. Mexico City show uh, this upcoming Saturday. What's your hot take? Um, or was that or was that a teaser? 
No, I'm just going to say it now because if we don't talk about it, then whatever. Uh, CMLL is like everything I wish AAA was. Like, if you could insert the AAA wrestlers into the CMLL situation Mm -hmm. and production and all that and, like, not awful booking, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be so good. It would be, like, the most watchable uh, promotion in the world. But, you know, instead I have to watch the worst production a wrestling company could possibly have next week. So, Well, yeah. Well, Well, I guess speaking of that, uh, we got some news. <laughs> we got, got some news. So I, I'm calling this news segment uh, the AEW good and the bad. Uh, what what happened flames this week? <laughs> what happened this week in <laughs> AEW? So what do you want to start with first, the good or the bad? I'll give you the option. Uh, let's just get Andrade out of the way. Sure. So which, which some might consider good. I don't know. It works. It works better with my transition, anyways. Going from AAA. So You're speaking welcome. of AAA, uh, Andrade had an interview with Mas Lucha, um, which has ties to AAA. Uh, uh, this was a, this was the second best thing that Mas Lucha aired this week. What was the first best thing? Uh, so behind their paywall, which I have not bought, but I'm very tempted. They did uh, Dragon Lee versus Shun Skywalker. gotta look out for that one need it (laughs) so i I got a full the full breakdown of the interview here uh so to run through it all before we get to the explosion i hate the aw there you go so basically andrade in this interview is airing all his grievances with triple a on a triple a (laughs) associated podcast interview set up uh, he's airing all of his ingredients of AAA, who, of course, is an AEW partner. Uh, and also uh, Dorian Roldan, uh, you know, AAA's boss, saying he's missing two payments from AAA. Uh, he's upset with the poor scheduling, the poor catering. He says AAA treats their wrestlers poorly, financially speaking, and urges champion Vikingo to leave the company. Uh, believes that CMLL prelim guys make more money than or make the same amount of money. Uh, as AAA main eventers, uh, but he admits that he does not know how much money Vikingo makes. Uh, says he's happy with his AEW deal mainly for the smaller schedule, but he wants to be booked better and championship ma- ma- bouts and all that stuff, and also that his schedule conflicts with his wife's. Uh, so he likes the smaller schedule, but doesn't like the schedule. Uh, he's frustrated about Forbidden Door. You know, he understands that New Japan wants to value. I am too, man. Yeah, we all are. Uh, we all are. I'm still upset about it. He understands that New Japan wants to value their partnership with CMLL, but he doesn't understand why Lucha Bros then face Aussie Open a month later with no issues. Uh, says he wants to wrestle in Noah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's put that's how we that's how we shape up Andrade. We send him to Noah and have him face Fujita. Have him face all these guys that he'll shape up. No time, no time later. Um, he does also mention, and this is the big thing that got covered, that he has never had any issues with anyone in AEW locker room except for Sammy Guevara. Saying Sammy Guevara in com- the club, buddy. There's a long line. <laughs> saying Guevara complained about Andrade hitting too hard. That oh, obviously, yeah. uh, for AEW and American audiences, was the big news talking point for Dana people. Dana Brooke energy right there. <laughs> Never forget when Dana Brooke said that Asuka hit her too hard. <laughs> yeah, of Which, course. I mean, I firmly believe. <laughs> um, so Guevara then tweeted after that, you know, that little news bite came out saying, quote, 
You are a jobber, a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. Andrade then defended his comments, saying that if Sammy had a problem, then he should have said it to his face when they had a conversation, and that he will, quote, beat his ass. Uh, Guevara says, tweeted that they never had a conversation, and that Andrade would be jobless if it wasn't for his uh, uh, father-in-law, Ric Flair. Jose the Assistant chimes in, tweeting uh, that he confirms that a conversation took place while also promoting the Rampage match in said tweet. So in in Tony Khan esque delivery, right mm-hmm. there. So don't know what's happening there. Uh, and then, of course, that's where the big explosion happened. Uh, my noise, cra- my voice cracked. The eight AM blues. Uh, then on emotional. Wednesday, uh, report. I am getting emotional. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> reports came out of a physical altercation that took place between Andrade and Sammy Guevara. According to Wrestling Observer, uh, Guevara did not throw any punches or fight back, even after Andrade punched him, possibly through a sucker punch. One account had Andrade spinning Guevara around. Uh, Guevara then pushing him, and Andrade punching him. Heard that there were two punches um, given by Andrade, uh, but there was also no marks seen, visibly seen on Dynamite on Guevara. So two punches were heard to be given, but we didn't see any marks. Uh, Andrade was then sent home following the incident. Yeah, Andrade was then sent home following the incident and reportedly told uh, before the fight that he won't be fired if they got into a fight. So obviously that that part <laughs> remains to be seen. You, if you beat the shit out of Sammy Gravara, we will keep you signed. We'll keep you signed. Well, it's, all right, sign me up. It's we had a, we had a whole conversation about this last week. So I'm not. You think how dumb that is though? Like, just think about that all out. If you fight him, uh-huh. you have no repercussions except going home. Oh yeah, that that is yeah. It's it's the it's part of the conversation you and I had last week about you know the Alistair Black situation, all that stuff. You know, this obviously has been more elevated. You know, it's Alistair Black's Malachi. just yeah. Ma- sorry, yes, my mistake for now. Malachi Black being you know that was more of just like oh he's upset and all this stuff. Uh, Andrade is like now physically assaulting other people. Uh, yeah. So you know a little a little escalated conversation I guess, but. Yeah, it's it's on twofold, right? It's like, well, you don't want to set a precedent that beating up a, someone in the roster will get you fired because then you just have people beating each other up left and right, <laughs> and you get John, and then you get Johnny Hungy coming out with brass knuckles, just waiting just to well, fight that should, back. That um, should be like a, I don't know. I feel like fighting people. Uh, Eddie Kingston didn't get fired. That's true, um, but it's like you know you don't want to set that precedent, but at the same time nothing just sending you home while still getting paid is also not great. So I'm sure something could happen, but uh, you know, we still remains to be seen, but yeah, you're completely right in saying that like, well, yeah, <laughs> I get not firing him, yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> he, you need to do something to him. You though. pretty much gave him a warning. Hey, you'll be fine. If you want to punch this guy in the face. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks. Uh, J- friend of the show, Jason Hodge, just just replied saying, uh, just made a comment saying, uh, you, you get to slap Sammy and a vacation? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a pa- it, I'll add to that. A paid vacation, seemingly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have thoughts. Go ahead. Um, obviously, this isn't Sammy Guevara's fault. I need to start off by saying that. Though, I will say, 
when it becomes a trend that you are the person that are angering people to fight them, <laughs> you might be part of the problem. It's I'm like, not saying you were the problem this time. I'm not saying physical violence is the is the right choice, but this is at least two. I think in this the is, past couple months. I can think of yeah, two in the past couple months, but I can think of in his tenure like yeah. third or fourth incident with this guy. Yeah, so like you're 29 years old. And I don't want to hear like the whole grow up thing anymore. Again, he's 29 years old. Yeah. Um, he's a married man. Like he's, he's figured out life, uh, engaged twice. Um, sorry. I had had to say, I had to say, um, but to Andrade, I mean, Andrade is, and always has been a guy like this. And I've seen, you know, people kind of say like, Oh, well he has a nature of doing this. The only time he kind of didn't do this was, in WWE, and I know he asked for his release at the end, but I feel like that was a little different by then. I mean, Vince McMahon wasn't using him. So yeah. like, it's not like he was being used, right? Yeah. So it's a case of going to what Andrade was saying about I want to be booked better, blah blah blah. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't sit here and say Andrade's been booked perfectly and that he shouldn't be complaining about it because like he hasn't been. Yeah, I mean, almost in some ways, Roosh has been bit, booked better, and I know Andrade's had injuries at times and Honey, you know, honeymoons as well. You know? Honeymoon, yeah. So he's had time off, and they've given him his time off. But I understand his frustration too because you want to wrestle more and you want to be a bigger star because this is your thing. And listen, Andrade, since like after those first few months that he first came back, he's really he's great again like he's awesome to watch yeah so yeah i would like to see andrade win i mean i would have gave him the tnt title um once upon a time but now that he's fighting people now that he's uh you know on sighting people uh, <laughs> who, who the hell knows i uh i i'm i'm annoyed by all of it like ultimately i'm annoyed but then you watch dynamite this past weekend you're like so they don't they don't they're fine like yeah. They can just do that because the Ring of Jericho runs this shit, baby. Like, oh, and sorry to the people that Ring of Honor was said more than AEW. I know that broke some people's hearts on the uh, Twitter <laughs> machine. But you know what? I don't think they're saying Ring of Honor enough at this point. Uh, but in all seriousness, uh, this all stinks. All the fighting is really annoying. It's yeah. really boring. Tony Khan, get your shit together. Um, yeah, that's that's about all I got to say. I mean, we're doing this every week now, so. I, you know, it's classic, you know, the classic stereotype of like parents and kids, you know, the stereotype of like, you know, my kids, you know, my kids out of control, how to like, you know, he's picking fights with other kids, all this other stuff. And, it, you know, the solution that always people joke around is like, you know, you got to send them, to, you got to toughen them up, you know, put them in a boarding school, put them in military, send them away. That's what I'm saying. That's my pitch here. Send them to Noah. Try to go to Impact. Uh, no, I was saying send him to Noah. <laughs> He'll get straightened up. He'll get slapped around by Fujita. Slapped around by Nakajima. He'll get slapped once by Nakajima and be wanting to go back to AEW. Uh, you know, just, just, just you know, just send him to Noah and have make him happy there. I guess you know, get him out of your company. Go over Noah. That's you know, maybe revitalize that brand by one guy. I don't know. Uh, have him, him know I would slap. I'm have him saying. have him lose to Muto. Um, you know, have get, get Jack Morris a win over him. 
Uh, you know, you, you do all these things. You got to do all these things to Andrade to send him over. No, I, I say, why not? If that's what he wants, if that's what he wants to do, sure. He doesn't, he's not, he has no interest in working AAA at the moment. Uh, he would like to work CMLL, but that's a tougher political angle. Noah, sure. sure why not? Who cares? Just do it. Just go to Noah. Uh, they're already working with AAA. I believe, I believe they've had AAA wrestlers. Um, I'm trying to remember if they have. Um, but Dante Leone. I don't know. What he who he wrestles for? I'm just saying they well, he's a, they he, brought him over. He's a GCW original baby. Uh, That's gross. Um, yeah, no, it's just send send him over to Noah. I don't care. That'll be fine with me. I'll get to see him wrestle. I'll get to see the shit kicked out of him. Uh, it'll be fun. Um, no, yeah, I, it's it's a whole frustration thing with this guy, and it's just you know I you can't be picking fights. You also understandably don't want to set the precedent. I talked about I tweeted about it. Where it's like. Not only is it, would it be a bad precedent to set for wrestlers, but a bad precedent to set for like other companies. Like Triple yeah. H can just call someone, and be like, "Hey, go beat up Sammy Guevara. We'll hire you." Like you know, it's you can't you can't do you can't do that. Um, so it's yeah. you know it it's what it is. What it is right now is this sort of defensive end that Tony Khan is playing uh, and having to settle all these fights, but. You know, at least yeah. at least this one seemingly got ended quickly versus another one that is still ongoing. But uh, we'll... and then, and then again, then you watch Dynamite and you're like, oh, they're fine. Exactly, exactly. You watch Dynamite and there's like, you know, this is one of the best shows they've had uh, <laughs> in a while. It uh, felt like a complete show. Mm-hmm. I I think that's my problem sometimes with AEW shows is like they don't always feel complete. Yeah, like there's always something. Um, even if like there's like two or three great matches, I'm always like, come on, mm-hmm. like, just just complete it right. I think they had a complete show. I think they had a really good week. If you add in the other two shows that they had with um, Rampage and Battle for the Belts, uh, Battle of the Belts. I mean, I think Pac kind of, you, you know, we were we've been talking about how they lean on Jericho and they lean on Moxley and they lean on. Danielson, but in all in all seriousness, Pack was there before two of them, <laughs> and they had him wrestle two matches in a row, and he had two great showings in a row. So it's like you can count on a number of guys here that clearly embrace the vision of AEW and embrace what AEW was always supposed to be. Um, so. Yeah, it, 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 even in the darkness of Andrade fighting people and Sammy Guevara being in the middle of it all and, you know, the reports that a certain single party is not cooperating in the CM Punk versus Elite scandal. I wonder who that is. Um, uh, that's a steal, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you, you have the situation of, all right, well, we're still putting on a great wrestling show. So at the end of the day, that's what matters most to me. Yeah. Okay, your shit together. Exactly. Uh, well, let's talk about the good news with AEW, and that was some contract updates. John Moxley uh, signed a five-year extension to his contract with A. Well, I don't know if it's extension per se, because at one point in time he was a free agent. So uh, let's say new contract. They need to stop. Yeah. Was did Cody not teach them anything? <laughs> So John Moxley signed a five-year deal with AEW, which includes expanding his role behind the scenes as a mentor and coaching talent, which we've seen with other wrestlers in the company as well, including wrestling with AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling exclusively, which I found kind of interesting. 
Um, they said they're partners. They're, well, they said ex- exclusive AEW, including New Japan. But I just thought that was interesting as well, just yeah. because of you know GCW. That's this is good. I was just thinking That's of the good. GCW show this week, and I was like, exclusively is a weird phrase to put out there. Um, uh, so this, of course, comes after another report that, uh, or reportedly, that he was a free agent working a hang- handshake deal with AEW. Uh, in that report, though, PWI is insider also saying that this this deal was signed uh, with Moxley around All Out. Uh, so he would have been a free agent before All Out, before the whole explosion in the back office. So if he signed becoming a mentor and a coaching talent, you can also now see why him, Jericho, Danielson were all included in that meeting and all included in talking and being all stuff because that's his role now backstage. Adi- additionally, before you want to talk about Moxley, there's also a report that WWE believes that Renee Paquette is heading to AEW. Renee and AEW have both denied the reports, but of course you got to. Uh, it also should be said that Renee has recently started an online series of the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't know how long that series is going to be, but we'll find out. So what did you think about Moxley signing a new deal with AEW and the potential of Renee coming into the company? Well, the Renee thing's stupid. I mean, they're married. Why would she not go there? But nonetheless, um, yeah, I mean, you're locking up. Send her, send her to Noah. Why not? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I want her to interview uh, Muto and Vegeta backstage. Thank you. <laughs> um, just give me that insight before the matches. Um, I mean, signing Moxley is the biggest contract extension you could sign in your company. He is the most important wrestler to your brand, even more important than the elite. Mm-hmm. Um as we're as we've seen over the past year especially i think moxley has really showcased that i think he is he's not only your ace he is your face of the company right now helps that he's world champion of course but yeah locking him up for five years pretty much tells me for for the next five years aw no matter what will be okay because john moxley is there um you've got to stop with the handshake deal so like I understand John Moxley was never leaving because he doesn't he where the hell is he gonna go? He doesn't like WWE, he's not gonna go back. Yeah. But you can't do that with everyone. You watched a guy that created your company leave. Like, did that not teach you anything? Um, it, it takes one conversation with another company just to change trajectory. And uh you gotta stop doing that, Tony Khan. You got like you've gotta lock these people up ahead of time. Because there was no way John Moxley was leaving, so why did you wait till the last minute to resign him? Um, yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, he, I'm sure John Moxley like gave Tony Khan his word, saying, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, gonna leave or anything." That's called a handshake deal. I know, but it's like I agree. It's like you, you lock him up, anyways. You know, get him. You never know. You just never know. Yeah, like I mean, you, you never know. Bandito, you know, the reports are that he's right. signing with AEW, but all of a sudden it's like, well. I haven't signed officially. We're potentially leading here, but he also got a WWE deal. So he's like, well, I'm just going to think about both, which to completely fair of him, As but it's, should. you know, but it's like, well, you know, one of the, you waited months for Bandito. He has one great show and now WWE's calling. There's a chance you just lost the guy that you could have had a month, months ago. Um, right. They yeah. should have. Yeah. 
we you and I have spoken our, our words from Bandito. But yeah, John Moxley in AEW, that's huge. Uh another another uh uh big news bit to against all the people that saying AEW's dying. Uh they just re-signed one of their biggest stars. Uh so I'm pretty sure they're gonna be fine. Um, that was their second best news of the week. What was their best news? Uh that MJF is in fact him. And ripped. <laughs> and ripped. Yeah, he's uh he's uh in the best shape of his life. He is very good at the professional wrestling aspect of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I just stop I know like they're building a story here, but get the goddamn title on it. Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about, speaking about putting the de- the goddamn title on him, let's talk about Extreme Rules. Uh, oh. ah, no, it's not something I want. I mean, <laughs> it's not I mean something if you want to start off with the first match, which we rarely do, then yeah, we might actually be able to have that conversation mm-hmm. regarding the hottest baby face in professional wrestling, Sheamus. <laughs> yeah, he's killer. We, we, you know, we... I think it was. Did you watch the SmackDown match? Uh, it no, I've not watched the SmackDown match yet. I heard, is, I heard it was also good, <laughs> dude. It was so good. Like, yes, commercials, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, the commercials didn't affect me because every time you came back, you were just like glued. And this crowd, these crowds, not just this crowd in Worcester, Massachusetts, the crowd of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the next night mm-hmm. was just as good for him. They love Sheamus. Sheamus is the most over wrestler in this company with Sami Zayn right behind them. A big weekend for the Gingers. I am now, you're starting to eke into the camp of, should Sheamus beat Roman Reigns? Is Sheamus the guy? See, I thought about that, but like Sheamus should be Gunther. That's who he should be. Oh, that's, I agree. That's where we go. You beat. You have Sheamus beat Gunther. Great reign with the IC title. Sorry, Gunther. You he loses it to some other guy. I don't know who. Yeah, that's fine. And then maybe he he's you like, at least do the Roman Reigns match. Yeah, you at least at this got to do it. You got to do it. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, we're also Who's heading uh, into the IC title line. So, so I watched SmackDown this week, mm-hmm. which I never do. Um, I skipped some parts. I was not watching Shotzi and. Raquel team up but they actually had a decent episode and I kind of want to start there real quick because otherwise I'm not going to talk about it um so of course Seamus and Guta have you know another excellent fantastic match WWE's best one of WWE's best TV matches of all time Mm -hmm. um not even a question for me um so that was you know fantastic that ended the show they had this like great like weird thing where like uh, I'm sure everyone's seen it by now. Where Walter like fake taps out, yes, like type thing, and that like creates controversy, and that was really well done. And she, and he actually cheats to win, which is something that, like, to the story, that's not something he does because he, you know, respect the mat and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But Sheamus is like that unstoppable that he has to now. So I think I really like that aspect of it. But like I said, Sheamus just white hot heat fire for him uh like when he's doing the broke thing and they're yelling it back at him yeah it's like 
oh my god, what is what is happening? This guy has been around forever, and they were going through his accolades during the match. Four-time world champion, Money in the Bank winner, Royal Rumble winner, United States champion, tag team champion, multiple times with the bar. I was like, man, this guy's just had himself a career. And, you know, the IC title, of course, the last uh, last block to that, which mm-hmm. makes this all exciting. But, um, you know, they brought in Legato Del Fantasma with Zelina Vega, which is actually fantastic. Like, just seeing them, I was like, oh, this is going to work yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, instead of Electra Lopez, because, you know, she's bad. Um, LA Knight's back. Yeah! <laughs> He did the damn he did the damn thing. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like it was so like the way they did it was literally him showing up, beating up Mas Monsoir or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> and and he just go and he ends it with, yeah. And I was like, this is my guy. I was like, and he's wrestling next week. I was like, ah, oh, well, I, I literally just want you to cut promos all the time. But he's back. Um, and then Roman Reigns and uh, Logan Paul actually had a good segment. So there's my little snack SmackDown fill-in for you. Probably won't watch next week. That's Scotty's SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, that's Scotty's SmackDown right there. You're welcome. Uh, don't expect another replay ever again. But now we can talk about Extreme Rules because I want to talk about that show that led up to this, giving me some hype, giving me some excitement. And they start off with the damn Donnybrook match. Let's lead- I was like, oh, this is the show, baby. Lead right into it. Let's go right into it. So the opening match, of, we'll start off strong uh, and, and not. A uh, good old-fashioned Donnybrook six-man tag match. Uh, the brawling Donnybrook. brawling brutes, uh, the team of Butch, Ridge Holland, Sheamus, Defeated Imperium, Gunther, Giovanni Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser. I've only, I did not see the first two matches of this pay per view. So, Scotty, some might say you're lucky. Some might say, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, (laughs) I I, I cut off the extremes uh, rules. Um, So, Scotty, uh, (laughs) gotta laugh. Gotta laugh, folks. Mark that on your calendars. Uh, So, Scotty, can you tell me, just tell me how great this match was? Was it as good, as great as people said it is? Man, just there's something of when a crowd's genuinely hot for something, genuinely excited for something, it raises the match to another level. And the moment that Seamus and Guta faced off, it was like you 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 couldn't like you, the the roof blew off the damn place. And I was like, this is for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, but it feels like it's for the World Title. Right, they are starting off the show with the bang, and I'm just I'm in awe of what Sheamus has been able to do because he was a heel two months ago. Yeah, right. He has that match with Walter at uh, Clash the Castle, and everything has changed since. People want this man to beat Guta, and it's gonna happen. It has to happen now mm-hmm. because you know they ended up winning this match, of course. Uh, Pete Dunn and Ridge have been great, I think, just, you know, being his support crew. Like, I think Pete Dunn's time will come. Like, I think he will be Pete Dunn again soon. Yeah. But it's like they're in the situation where it's like, well, we can't really switch him right now because this is all working so well. Yeah. Um, Imperium, of course, was great. Giovanni Vinci, uh, Fabian Eichner, of course, is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's like, he so just underrated. is in matches and he does stuff. And I'm like, where did they find this guy? He's, <laughs> like he's I've never heard of him. So incredibly WWE. underrated. Like it's yeah. just he's like, oh my god, he's so good. 
like ah, uh, it was it was excellent. It was an excellent way to open the show. And I they had the right idea. It's like let's kick off the show hot. Mm-hmm. But man, they did not have anything to the only thing that matched that energy was the final segment of the show. Yeah. That's it. Everything else couldn't come close. And maybe like Beth Phoenix. But like <laughs> That might have been like the crowd wanting to cheer for something <laughs> by then. So, that, that might have been the crowd waiting 25 minutes to cheer for something. Yeah, they were like, we need something here. Um, yeah, there were two 30 minute matches this past weekend on uh, big US pay per views. One was really great, and one was uh, an I quit match. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that that uh, opening match was great. I, I'm very excited. We. I think I don't know. Remember if we it's were a lot st- of fun. I don't remember if we were streaming when we were said this, but it, it's obviously you know uh, Gunther and Sheamus are already like match the match of the year for WWE. But this is like turning into like rivalry of the year, not just WWE, but like you know a, you know a good top five contender for across the yeah. board for rivalry of the year. They've you know Triple H comes in, uh, you know turns Sheamus face. Do the IC title storyline, a storyline that I've been thinking, why are we not doing this storyline? Mm. Because it's perfectly, it's right there. It mean it immediately makes the you know the IC title important. You have now with Gunther, Gunther, you make the IC title more important, and now you just have Sheamus doing like the Cody Rhodes esque thing of you know I want the title. I say Cody Rhodes because yeah. seemingly he was the only guy at one point in time that wanted a title. Uh, but now Sheamus is going after the IC title, the only thing that he's missing, and it's all working. And the crowd is obviously into it, showcasing that when titles are important, the crowd the crowd also want titles to be important because they want to have the same motivation, see the same result as the heroes of our stories. They want to be a part yeah. of it with Sheamus, and they are, and he's yeah. been doing a great job. And I I'm I really I, I want to oh. see the data on like movement of ratings all this stuff because like. Look, I I hope this thing is drawing as much as it is uh, making great matches. I I got chills during this match because literally when Sheamus starts doing the broke thing, everyone stood up. Yeah, baby. In the arena. Yeah, baby. And they're all doing it with, like, they're all saying it with him. I was like, they, like, I don't, like, so they've walked into two really great stories. I think the Sami Zayn one naturally has become really good. Like anytime he talks, he just yeah. gets awesome, awesome reactions. But like this is in some ways the Sheamus one is natural because just they had a, they went out there, they kicked each other's asses, and he got over yeah. as a babyface, which crazy that wrestling worked at, to get someone over. Um, Did someone look good in it, defeat? <laughs> yeah, it's just like. I I want more of this. Like this is going to make me at least tune into SmackDown to see what they did. I'm not going to see the whole show because that's never happening. But I'm going to see what they did. This should be main eventing a pay per view. Yeah, like that. This this match where Sheamus finally wins should be main eventing a pay per view. It's not going to main event Crown Jewel, obviously, nor should it happen in Crown Jewel. Um. But like Survivor Series, I know you're doing war games, but some things are bigger than your themed matches. Mm-hmm. I would literally just put this in, unless this is the men's war games match. I was about which, to say we all would be shocked. We all if they want to push it off more. 
Yeah, we all assume the bloodline versus yeah, some yeah. other team, but brawling brutes versus yeah. uh, uh, Imperium. Imperium. Maybe add one another person per side. Maybe do another team like they've done in the past as well. Uh, that's very I just intriguing. Put those two teams in there. That's all you need. No, but I want to see that. <laughs> like that's yeah. Like, I know you just put those teams in there, but that's actually a built-in story. War games would make day one. War games would make a lot of sense. Oh yeah, build day one. I'll be there. I, uh, <laughs> main event day one. Like yeah. like thinking ahead. Roman Reigns probably should just wait to defend his ne- like have his next defense, either at Survivor Series mm-hmm. and then Royal Rumble. Sure. Or Crown Jewel and then Royal Rumble. Either way, um, no offense to Day One, but it's not like it's their signature events which he debuted. And I think it would be better again to have Sheamus and Guther main event to show because nothing's going to top it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's you know I, the irony is Give like me the War Games. This is what we were talking about. You know, for the mid card tiles forever is that you know if you're going to do this gimmick, this this title you know, movement of the world title is never around. It's on Brock is never around. It's on Roman is never around. It's never defended. Then you have to build up your mid card titles to be as feel um, not feeling as important maybe, but just number two with a bullet. And the IC title feels that way. I think the U S title is still trying to get there. It's not there yet. They haven't had that feud yet. Yeah. It's they're, not, they're, they're, they're giving it to Bobby to like, Make it feel important. Like, I think they're doing Seth Rollins versus him this Monday, I saw. I saw. Yep. Um. So, like, they're they're trying it. They just haven't had that feud, right, yeah. That, yeah. that raises it. But it's good to see, like you said. Yeah, so, well, it, but that's that's what they need to be doing, and I'm glad they're they're elevating the IC title in that way. Uh, but speaking of, you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, you're going to watch SmackDown uh, just to watch more Brawling Brutes and Imperium. Uh, are you going to watch SmackDown for this feud continuation? SmackDown Women's Title Extreme Rules match. Uh, Ronda Rousey is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she defeated Liv Morgan in 12 minutes and 48 seconds. Scotty, again, I did not watch this match. Some people might be happy that I did not watch this match. Scotty, are you happy that I didn't watch this match? Or do you wish you were me? I wish I was you. You know, the problem with this match, right? So you knew it was going to be bad. <laughs> like, like when you turn it on and you see what's going on here, like, uh, 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 great. Ronda Rousey, <laughs> Liv Morgan. Like, Ronda Rousey works good with, like, three people, maybe. Yeah. Three. That's it. And I promise everyone that is not Liv Morgan. Um, This was... One of the worst championship matches of the year in wrestling, maybe the worst. Um, it was awful. Liv Morgan's bad, like, Liv Morgan is Liv Morgan was the main problem. This match, she looks so out of place, she's so slow. She's just, and, and I'm someone that I thought, you know, give Liv Morgan a chance, why not? People like her. You know, she's over. She didn't look this bad in a lot of matches she had. Maybe it's working with Ronda that doesn't help at all because, you know, Ronda's very, uh, she's very specific in the way she works. You need, you need someone to carry her through or it's going to be bad. Uh, this was the worst rated match on the show via cage match for those wondering. Um, currently has first. a, currently has a 4.35. 
which pretty much uh, amounts to like a two and a quarter, you know? Two. Yeah, see, I went dud. Ooh. For example. <laughs> oh. um, it was, it was which, awful. Which that um, that tracks, by the way, because I don't know if you could look down the rest of the cage match card and see these ratings. Uh, but uh, uh-huh. that 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 sort of trend of like us being two stars below the cage match. Uh, it had so, so last night when it ended, it had a quarter star for me. So, which I say is usually meaner than it does <laughs> in a lot of ways. Shout out Ric Flair's retirement match. Um, <laughs> but I was like, this was so bad, and I got no redeemable qualities out of this. So, no, it's a dud. Fuck you. It, this is terrible. Um, the only good thing that came from it is that Ronda Rousey won so we can move on finally. Yeah. That's the only good thing. Cause like that was always going to happen. Um, yeah, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. The, the way it ended, like had people very confused. I was like, well, technically the table and like Ronda was, you know, was choking it, whatever. I'm not explaining this. It was just bad match. That's disappointing to hear. I, I, it's, you know, yeah, Liv is someone that, you know, I've enjoyed wrestling sometimes. I also think she is still not, not a as champion. she's not a world <laughs> champion. Um, you know, yeah, I, I've enjoyed Liv Morgan in the past, but it, it's the realization of like, yeah, she's she is great as a nice little mid card wrestler. But when you give her world championship, it's she is not able to carry people or do these sort of things. Um, she's it's into her uh, Harley Quinn era now. So that sucks. Yeah, she um Yeah, and and you know, just we're just going to put Liv Morgan onto the pile of people that wanted them to be world champions and as soon as the reign ends, they no longer calling for it. You know, we're just going to put Liv Morgan on that pile. So Nikki SH. Uh, um Big E? I say Big E a little nah, bit. Nah, Big E doesn't count. Big E got screwed. There's a difference. Big E was like a good wrestler in his reign he just didn't get a shot yeah like Liv morgan got some shots here she had multiple title matches i don't remember any of biggie's title matches and i will never forget this Liv morgan title match (laughs) as long as i want to oh that's that's disappointing to hear um well let's move on to the next match is it it, 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 who knows let's move on to the next match it was a strap match carrying cross versus drew mcintyre 10 minutes and three seconds. Uh, of course, you know, it had a little bit longer than that. Karrion Cross refused multiple times to put the strap on. Mind games, folks. He takes it. He thinks about putting it on, then throws it to the ground. Uh, but then before the bell rings, before he puts the strap on, they Karrion Cross beats up Drew McIntyre. They fight around the ring. They do a, like five minutes of work, uh, and then they get back to the ring and actually fight. Uh, the match is fine, you know, hard it's hitting. Boring. Hard hitting, hitting each other with the straps, you know, super luck stuff, super boring. And then it ends not with any cool moves, but with Scarlet coming out of nowhere with a mace uh, to just spray into Drew McIntyre's eyes. What are we doing? What like we're it's it's hat on a hat. It's this idea of we're already doing a strap match. Why are we now also doing a mace on a pole match? Um. What? What? Why? What are we doing? Um. Well, we were suffering. Uh, <laughs> all I could tweet out while watching this match was, "Carrying Cross, Jake Hager, 
Nick Aldis. Three of the most mid, boring, un like Adam Cole could not have been more right. Yeah. Like he was so right. Yeah, what makes Adam Cole special is you ring the freaking bell. I promise you nothing makes Karen Cross special. The entrance is cool and all, but man. That's Vince McMahon all- was right, guys. <laughs> That's all that's all Karrion Cross has been in his entire run is an entrance. Oh my that's all god. He's been. En- entrance in the girl. That is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we saw what happens with Scarlet's not with him. It's it's like it goes it's somehow a lot worse. Yeah. Um which is bad when you know she's just she's just the manager who isn't taking part in his matches. Well, in some ways, I guess she did take part in this match. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, my favorite part of this match is that Karrion Cross did not get over in any way, shape, or form. He looks like a bitch, acts like a bitch. He's a bitch. Hot damn. Hot damn. I do. I will you say. You know, show Drew. He did his best. He really did. Yeah, I will say that there was definitely effort being put in by both of these guys. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, it's just. It's just, you know, not working. It's just not working. The way they booked it, you weren't going to win, but also carrying Cross is just so boring. Yeah. And and to me, I think that's sort of emblematic of a lot of Triple H booking, like late era NXT booking with a lot of this as well. Of Like, yeah, you know, the match was like fine, well worked, but like boring as all hell. like every item of NXT's history in this show. Yeah. You had the greatness to start it off you had the end with cross you had the very very beginning when bray wyatt of course was there when he you know put the character get together mm-hmm. um he didn't have anything with edge and finn balor that i don't even know what the hell that was that because you know when finn balor was on nxt finn balor was untouchable yeah um so i don't i, I don't know if that's nxt booking that was just some wwe booking um but yeah you we can move on. We're better. Please. Um, let's move on to the next match, which was the Raw Women's Title Ladder Match. Bianca Belair defeats Bailey in 16 minutes and 11 seconds. I'll let you go first. I want to hear your thoughts on what do you think this of this? Is probably, match? This, I don't know. I was I didn't love it as much as other people did. Um, oh, I'll join you. I hated this match. I did not like. It. I okay. So I didn't hate it. I did not um, like this because match there was a lot of things else for me to hate on the show. Um, I just thought it was just kind of clunky. <laughs> that is in a fair. Lot of ways. I, I also did. I, like I said, did not watch the Ronda Rousey Liv Morgan match. So comparing yeah. to nothing, I'm like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> this yeah. So like some people thought this was great. Some people thought this was like their best match. And I was like, well, their Hell in a Cell match is so much better than this. Um, it It just didn't work. It just did, like because of the way they booked it, it almost felt like Bailey had to win, and she just didn't. So it's like, not only did you do the damage control involvement, you did that. You you tried a lot of things, and some things just didn't pan out. Like that's just the truth. Some things did not work. You had to go with other things, and they and they kicked each other's asses in a lot of ways. Like like Bailey does the. Um, Elbow dropped onto the ladder. That looked like it killed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do the uh, 
KOD onto the ladder that Bailey sold. Like they did a lot of things, right? It just never fully meshed like I hoped it would. Because they're two very, 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 very good wrestlers. Like Bianca Belair is probably the best women's wrestler now in WWE with um Sasha not around anymore. Yeah. Like in terms of consistency at least. Yeah. And that's clear. It's just the ladder match and you could tell they were struggling with setting up ladders and stuff like that, which like I can't blame them because they haven't done it, but it's like that does take away from the match. But then don't put them in a ladder match. Well, they wanted the first time ever thing. That's I what know. they wanted. I know. I didn't know like, that was a first time ever thing. Yeah. I, did you know that? No, I had no I idea. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've seen this like 12 times. Yeah, I feel like I've but, seen Bianca Blair in like a Money in the Bank ladder match at some point. Yeah, they said it's the first time for the Raw. And usually the Money in the Bank women's matches are bad. So, yeah. Well, it's go. it's the, your classic like, you know, uh, pro sports like football uh, 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 analysis of like, this is the first ever one-on-one Raw women's ladder match. And it's like, or Raw women's title ladder match. It's like, that's such a specific <laughs> stat yeah. that, you know, whatever. It seems meaningless to me. I didn't like this match. Um, and, and it sort of came emblematic of how I feel regarding WWE doing gimmick matches in yeah. that... How WWE book their gimmick matches are, it's a lot like action movies where the plot is secondary to the set pieces of everything. Yeah. Um, of, you know, setting up things and, and you know, doing the cool stuff. It's like watching car Fast stunts. and Furious. Yeah, doing the cool car stunts or running through an Egyptian temple or doing whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, pull a bunch of action movies out of my head. Um, you know, whatever. It's all about the set pieces. It's yeah. the story it's is secondary. The, the story is secondary. When the story is great, then you have a great action movie. You know, when you have yeah, a great story, sure. you have an all-time action movie. Like uh, Mission Impossible, have some ha- gr- fantastic action movies. Fast and Furious, people enjoy them. They're I don't think the story is as good, but I think at this point it has the sort of if it, that was my story attack. <laughs> yeah, I think I think at this point it has the sort of MCU thing of like it's gone on long enough, so the people that love it love it for all that yeah. stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's about the set pieces, and the issue also with this pay per view as a whole is that it's a pay per view of only action movies. It is oh, six yeah. action Nothing's movies. Unique. Nothing is unique here. And yeah, some one of them is more dramatized action. One of them is more, uh, I don't know. I was going to say drama <laughs> again. Uh, a lot of drama. Um, but they're all pretty much the same thing. Uh, and then in this match specifically, the reason I didn't really like it so much is because I felt that the set pieces in this match were weaker than when I've seen them before. Prime yeah, example. Super creative. It's hard not to cut you off. It's hard to be creative in these ladder matches anymore. It's hard to be they've creative. They've done everything. And I also think that they were protecting Bailey to a certain extent. Yeah. Coming as off you should. But also again but why would you do it? Why do it? Why put in this match? <laughs> yeah. Why put in this situation to have a bad match? Um the, the prime example of what I mean, where they're doing set pieces that we've already seen before countless times, but doing it in a weaker way, 
the yeah. terrible setup to get Bianca Belair trapped underneath the ladder for have Bailey oh, yeah. to start climbing. Then Bianca does showcases her strength, which I swear she's done before. Maybe Rhea Ripley did it. I don't know where they bench press the ladder and cause Bailey to fall over. Right. I've seen that spot dozens of times and I've seen that spot in great ways where someone's at the top of ladder, they fall out of the ring through a ladder or out of the ring through a table or whatever. I've seen that happen here. Bailey is climbing up. Bianca starts doing the pull, the push thing. And then Bailey starts climbing down the ladder to just sort of step off, fall onto the rope, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like the most daintiest way to to take that bump, and you know, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm dragging Bailey on that point. But it was just a lot of you know, it was boring. The the set piece didn't work. Stuff didn't make any sense. She's going, she's holding a half of a ladder for some reason, just mm-hmm. so that they can do the KOD onto a ladder. Yeah. I don't just do a KOD onto a ladder. I don't know why I have to hold a piece of a ladder to do that. Uh, just a lot of stuff that was like, this didn't make any sense. Like you said, a lot of ladder setup that just did not work out. And it that obviously takes dra- away from it so much. It, yeah. <laughs> it drags the match down in that sense. It's yeah, it's boring. That's most of the reason I don't like singles ladder matches. Like I strongly disliked the Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara ladder match from earlier this year. And I know people love that one. Mm-hmm. They actually got five star from Dave. Yeah. Like part of that reasoning was, it was just working to the set pieces. There was no story in that. There was no flow in that. And this was pretty much the same for me. And both matches were really liked by people, but, but at least those I, set pieces where I thought were better, you know, doing, yeah, doing the, well, for sure. The they cutter did, off they the ladder, a, you know, that's they, great. They did a lot prettier things yeah. um, in that match, but I'm going to use that comparison because I think singles ladder matches are bad. Like, it's hard to make them work. I'm not blaming. I will not be blaming Bailey and Bianca here because, like you said, at the end of the day, you're also trying to protect someone that just had their entire knee redone, essentially. And this is her first full-time match back. I think she's like, rest the Leah. That's it. Um, So it's dumb. It's just it didn't work for me. It didn't work for you um they have a better match in them i've seen it mm-hmm. i'm not again that's why i'm not blaming them i would rather see them do one-on-one straight up they're clearly going to war games um like that's not really a question i'm sure that's how and i'm sure this was just step one they did a ladder match so bailey didn't get pinned and somehow also make bianca look very strong um which they of course did because she survived everyone um i will say Bianca's a massive star. You know, when she won, the crowd exploded. They were so happy to see her win, which is great to see. But, and, and, you know, as someone that's seen ladder matches live, it is a better experience there than, sure, yeah, than, say, watching on TV sometimes because you're just there for the big moves at the end of the day. Um, I saw the, um, the tag team ladder match at uh, TakeOver 25 where the Street Profits won the tag titles. That was crazy. Um, and the, But I've also seen the other side where the Hardys had that awful match with Bl- the Butcher and the Blade at oh. uh, Dynamite. Yeah. So, like, I've seen both. Mm-hmm. I know, and I have a live experience, what's good and what's bad. That wasn't a ladder match, but there was a ladder. So, you get it. Yeah. Um, 
and this just it didn't work for me as much as a lot of people did i think it's probably i mean this show has had so many bad matches that it's probably my third favorite match on the show uh, i am isn't an accomplishment it's not it's not it's a a low bar and that's also upsetting it's just like you know i also they have they on paper this show could have been good but with all you said it perfectly extreme rules is a show of steps and i i remember when people would like complain that there were matches that didn't have steps on the show Mm -hmm. like a few years ago and i was like why yeah. Why are we complaining? I like the normal wrestling. It's and it's it's different than action yeah. movie set pieces that we just talked about. You know what Extreme Rules is? Extreme Rules is a way for them to sell tickets to a show that does something different from their normal shows. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't like it, that's what they're gonna keep doing. Because there are people that do like this. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, trust me, I'm very confident. That you know, we we left Clash of the Castle saying this was one of their best shows of the year. I think, yeah, maybe, maybe we did. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. It was one of their better shows, it was, yeah. It's probably top, definitely, you know, definitely top half, probably top five or three. I don't know, yeah, I but like, think about it. They, I think, they obviously have the stories, they have pieces to make great shows. This just had way too much thing, too many things that I did not care for. This had a lot of Vince booking. This oh had a yeah, a lot of Vince booking all up and down. The and show. that's that's how they got out of a lot of scenarios last night. And that plus plunder equals nonsense. Mm-hmm. But let's get to the absolute drag of this show. This match will never leave my brain because this match is so still bad. happening. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's still happening. Ugh. The I Quit match, Finn Balor. Was that a Meltzer tweet? I'm I'm ready to commit uh, commit water torture to end this match or whatever. <laughs> oh man, that happened again last night. Of of all these people tweeting out how much this uh, this match stunk, and then seeing a couple people in in the 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 media cage match Twitter just landscape blowing my mind yeah cage match the the twitter account had to say like listen we don't know what's going on here. <laughs> even they're like we don't know why cage match readers are giving this four stars um yeah no it's oh, i've seen people dog this match complaining how bad it was and it was bad and then people being like this is art this is this is a masterpiece it's like fucking dude, this match stunk. It was 30 minutes, Finn Balor and Edge doing this a got a quarter rating by me. <laughs> this doing a walkabout brawl, just nonsense stuff, didn't work. It's the classic WWE I quit match bullshit. I quit matches suck. It's the classic bullshit of a guy does a fucking body slam and then we ask him if he wants to quit. <laughs> You know, ask him, you know, the do an arm drag. You're asking him if you, you know, the figure four, do you want to quit? All this other stuff. It every second, it's the same thing we talked about when it came to the ladder match. It takes me out of the match because we're constantly sure. stopping it to do this thing that is the stipulation. We have to do this, but we can't not constantly ask him after every move. No, stop doing that. Do it after big pieces. Do it after, you know, you know, you're choking him out with a hockey stick for whatever goddamn reason. 
uh, choking him out with a hockey stick. Do it after that spot. Jump I off of something and do it there. Quit. Do it. Do it through the barricade spot. That's great. You know why are we doing it every single freaking moment of this match? I couldn't believe it. And then you get, and then you get, of course, you know, Edge. Oh, you can't make me quit versus anything physical. They bring out Beth uh, again. Beth was the best part of the match. She was, but we've seen Beth Phoenix like five times since <laughs> Edge's return. It's it's diminishing returns at this point. She comes out, she beats him up, then she gets knocked out. Edge then realizes she got knocked out, still doesn't quit despite his wife getting knocked out. Then they threaten to concerto her, uh, and then he quits, and then they do it anyways because they're heels, which, by the way, that concerto looked awful. Great job by Ripley and Beth because it looked awful, uh, even though Beth was just sitting there, but I guess she took it. Um, oh, my God. In just, just it, what are we doing? This shit was to- horrible. Horrible edge drama booking of put, going a 30-minute match Thinking this drama thing, you know, Edge and Orton, Edge and Miz, Edge, you know, name every single person. He's having 30-minute matches that are boring as hell, filled with quote-unquote drama, quote-unquote big drama, and just boring as all hell. What are we doing? This isn't art. This isn't a masterpiece. People that tweet this st- stuff are freaking sus as hell, and I don't know what they're thinking, because it was horrendous this match sucked so much ass that i could not believe it so yes (laughs) one i agree yes moving on i i quit matches are i i tweeted this are rarely good very rare that they're good like off the top of my head by the way i'm looking up i quit matches on cage match there was one in atlanta last month or like yeah last month on some indie show that went 36 minutes between two guys i've never heard so there is worse out there who who are the the wrestlers (laughs) let me see if i can i i I already left it i already left. okay perfect Uh, i'll I'll go back to in a second but i'm going through like the history of i quit matches real quick here just to uh it's to help my point here so i'm going through these right and and you go through these throughout the years that have only been on TV, pay-per-view, whatever. It's very rare that any of these that I'm reading were ever good, right? Like John Cena versus Rusev. There was no way that was good. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi was one. All right. Beat the clock challenge match. All right. Ronda Rousey defeated Charlotte Flair. They did this at Backlash. 2022 they just did this this year they've already done an i quit match this year people um like listen here's my best example sure he had an i quit match this year it wasn't very good because i quit matches i repeat are not good um it's just it's not a match i enjoy uh this match i did not enjoy um the match, by the way, was between uh, Naja Najasism and right. Skrilla the Great. That's super indie. <laughs> That's a super. Uh, it was tiny. It was message. at Deep South Wrestling. Deep South Wrestling, really? That's what it says. Deep South Anyways, Wrestling. Anyways, I gotta look at Deep South it Wrestling. Went Thirty. Guy... <laughs> I don't want to say it because I don't want to do like a 
bad um, assumption. It went 36 minutes and 40 seconds. I've never heard of these two people, and it went that long. Anyways, back to Edge and, uh, Edge and Fiend Botter. Uh, Judgment Day are absolute nerds. We've said this before. We'll say it again. They don't win clean. The moment Dominic Mysterio shows up on my screen, I want to shut it off. He is so boring and so bland. Rey Mysterio somehow died, I guess. Like, he never got up. Forgot after that never... attack. Um, forgot so he was funny. in this match. <laughs> like, the WWE bullshit part of it where they had, like, a million run-ins and all this stuff. I was like, this is the only entertaining part to me. And it's because it's laughable in some ways. Um, it was bad. Bad match. Very boring. Uh, very, I think you I think you really put it together well bringing up the this is just very much what Edge does in his matches and it doesn't work it doesn't work it, it's and I don't want to see it on my screen anymore it, it, it's no I, I was cool the Royal Rumble return from Edge two years ago was awesome but at this I'm point I'm they over might it. get war games oh my oh and then it's I'm like fearing, I'm fearing it's going to be Edge Ray Mysterio, Beth, and AJ Styles against these four clowns. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> so what? That would yeah. that's that's <laughs> God. <laughs> God. If there's one way they can make the match decent, I guess it would be putting them in war games but i just can't <laughs> i don't no it won't be it won't be good it, it, again i we talked about it just right before this match the vince booking well, of it all jumps off a ladder <laughs> you know triple h is the triple h is changing the new changing the booking paradigm in wwe i've seen this edge match 12 times by this point uh, in his return this is nothing different than what i've seen before this is not Triple H booking. This is Vince booking. This is Edge booking. I don't understand who's booking it and wants to do all this crap. But, you know, tr- it was not good. And Triple H, you're the guy with the book. Do better. That's all I'm saying. Um, hit, hit, him with the, hit him with the do better. Let's get to that main event. Main event was the fight pit. It's return for its third outing. Matt Riddle defeated Seth Rollins by tap out and 16 minutes and 38 seconds. Seth freaking damn the whole effing show. So I was confused. Uh, Why did he come out like Ron Van Dam? Is it because of weed? Is that what it was? They were no, because they were in Philly, ECW. Oh, ECW. and and yeah, okay, that may, and probably also weed. I I I was also confused originally. I was like, what? I'm guessing definitely weed too. I was about to say because um, he could have come out like the Sandman. You know, he could have could have done that yeah. instead. Uh yeah, so I uh. This match, like, the fight pit is a very unique match in that it's, this was a steel cage match. This wasn't a fight pit match. No. Fight pit match is what Timothy Thatcher and uh, Tommaso, Ch- Tommaso Ciampa, I believe. Well, there was an original one that was with Matt Riddle. Uh, I think it was It was like Riddy. 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 I wonder, was that... Oni Lorkin or something? I don't know why I think it's Oni Lorkin. Let's look this up. Fight no, pit. I think it was. I think it was Thatcher. I think he was in both of them. Um, let's see. Now I have to check. 
Uh, yeah, it was Thatcher. Thatcher won both of these. Yeah. I like that this is Matt Riddle's match, but Thatcher won both of the fight pits. So, like, that was awesome, right? That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do a fight pit awesome match. In, let's do a fight pit match in Noah. Let's do that. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Fujita versus Thatcher Nakajima. Oh, oh yeah. Now oh. we're talking. Sorry, I want I want pure violence. <laughs> uh, it, this was my second favorite match on the show, and again. It's not that much of an accomplishment. This wasn't so to me. This wasn't like bad in the aspect of like action. Yeah, it was bad in the fact that it was a fight pit, <laughs> right? Because like it, it was, a, it felt like a steel cage match where they just and that's what I expected because it was Seth Rollins and I didn't expect him to go in there and play MMA fight. Yeah, nor did I want him to do that. Truthfully, um. I wish Daniel Cormier beat someone up. That was kind of what I was hoping for the whole time. It felt like they were leading to it at the very beginning, and they never got to it. You yeah. Know, that's just so, a loose loose end storyline of this match. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, weird part of it. Um, I think everyone knew Riddle was going to win the moment they called it a fight pit match. That definitely didn't help. Uh they they had some good teases when they're up top, like when he was doing the buckle bomb that legitimately terrified me because, like, you know, if he actually throws him into that grate, I don't know what's gonna happen because, <laughs> like, it doesn't look super sturdy. Yeah. Um. There was like, like I said, it it I didn't hate this match or anything, and it was it was just following so much bad on this show. Yeah. So it's like, all right, just end the show. It was just boring. It was just sort of boring. Nothing. You know, it's it's funny also. Like I talked about like doing action set pieces in a boring, you know, less exciting way. If I, wa- if I wanted to watch MMA, I'd watch MMA. The first ever fight pit, Matt Riddle did a, was it called a bro-flosion or whatever off the top rope where he does like yeah. the spinning, the spinning thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, floating bro or whatever the hell it's called. Here he just does a senton, where it's like cool, nice little spot. Looked like it hurt, landed right on his tailbone, but um, oh, it looked like a bitch. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like in the highlight reel fight pit, I can see Riddle doing a cooler spot than the spot he does in this match. You know, it's just that is correct. You know, it. I, I've seen this spot before in a more exciting way. Why are we doing it in a more boring way? Ele- elevate. Let's the third fight pit. The first one was awesome. Second one, not as much. This one is fine. You know, it's, good effort. You know, you just you just perfectly explained it. It's the difference of having two guys that fight the MMA style compared to putting a wrestler in there. Yeah, right. Champa was in the second one. Yep. Rollins is in this one. Like. It's a good effort, but it only makes sense if you have the exact people to do it, which um, they have one, right? They just didn't have both. Um, good for Riddle, of course. Yeah, getting his win back, something he definitely needed after Seth Rollins kind of bitched him out the whole time. I will say, Seth Rollins puts a lot of people over, as all year. Um, oh, yeah. He is one of the he was one of the few pluses, usually, of the times I watch these shows. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it. Uh, let's just get to the main part. Well, the main part of this the story is uh, the show's over. We Everyone's going to hate when I praise this. The show's over. The, the little bug comes up at the bottom of the screen to just tell you, oh, the show's over. Then the lights go out. 
Michael Cole. Hey, Cora, are we still on the air? Corey doesn't respond. Hey, Corey, are we still on the air? Love that. Um, then we got, you know, all the fireflies that popped coming out. Me. I won't lie to you. I won't <laughs> lie to you. That popped me big time. It was I was like, like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, fireflies come out. Uh, the whole world in his hand starts playing. We get these extreme cool. zoom out, zoom ins of the, the, the Firefly Funhouse characters coming to life. We get a Winnie the Pooh horror movie-esque Huskus. Uh, we get a, a, a vulture guy. I forget his name. We get Abby the Witch. He's a buzzard. Oh, He's he, a buzzard. We get the rambling I, rabbit. Uh, the rambling really white rabbit, rabbit, I guess. Terrifying. Terrifying rambling rabbit, by the way. Um, we got all, all these those lore, lore drops uh, all over the place. Um, we, got the whole, we had the fiend, and then well, we person dressed up as a fiend. Well, before we, we had the fiend, fiend, we had a a, a, a deflated head uh, on the the commentary oh, test. Like the, yeah, it was the, it was the uh, burned <laughs> version of the fiend. Remember when they burned oh, him? Yeah. Remember when? Do you remember when Randy Orton burned the fiend? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they were missing was Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she they didn't know where to be put found. Alexa Bliss in the crowd. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> just, just normal, though. Just, like, not dressed up in any way. Just, like, <laughs> wearing a normal clothes. Street clothes. Uh, then you get some random indie wrestler, a fiend mask, going like, ooh. Um, that he obviously bought on WWEshop.com. And everyone popped because they thought that was the fiend. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, in- did. Instead, uh, we cut to uh, uh, a door. All right. A, the forbidden door, if you the- will. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate this. I loved the abandoned Firefly Funhouse. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I was like, this is just, this is great. All yeah. right. This is great. So we get the forbidden door. Uh, yeah. with very, it looks very aquatic. It looks, you know, the, yep. the Andrade was knocking on it. He was trying to open it. He couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't open it. Andrade was doing a spinning elbow to the door. He couldn't get it open. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, then yeah, we cut to, <laughs> Cut to, I'm doing this all from memory, by the way. They cut to it was pretty I good. I can't believe I remember all of this. I uh, they went to the they went to the uh the fr- abandoned fun yeah the abandoned fun house where it's you know the the cobwebs everywhere, all the puppets yeah. are just hanging out. Um can't believe they still have the set, but I guess it was in a warehouse somewhere. Um and then they the TV turns on, then you get a, a spooky static stuff, and then you get Ethan Hawk and in Ethan a mask Hawk from the black phone. Uh pops up talking. Did you understand a, a single word he was saying? <laughs> I think, I think he said like, oh, I think it was follow the buzzards. Sure, no <laughs> could not understand a single word he was saying in this no. mask. Um, terrible. Uh, then the you know they had sound issues all night. By the way, oh yeah, for multiple things. Then they come back to live action. The doors there. The music's going. Um. Uh, I don't remember if there's any other part. Door there. opens. Door swings open. Blue light floods out. Um, then, you know, then I, I think the light goes out and then a lantern pops up. And then a lantern mm-hmm. creepily walks through the door. And Ethan Hawke is there. And he's like, hey, um, my daughter's great in Stranger hey. Things. Um, and he, he's walking out with the lantern. He's wearing the weird Guy Fox mask or whatever. Uh, and then and then he removes the mask uh, and it's actually just straight Bray Wyatt. It's just nothing, yeah. you know, just normal Bray Wyatt. He looks at the screen 
uh, and blows out the lantern. And then that's he said, I'm the, here. I then I'm here. And then he blows out the lantern. That's it. I joke about all of it because it was very hokey pokey, all this stuff. But the WWE crowd, WWE crowd was super into this. Oh, yeah. They lost their shit. They it's like it's like the show was bad so that we can have a big react, save all our big reactions for the end. Because it, this was a super pop. I saw, I'm seeing the WWE fan base saying this is a top 10. No, not even top 10. Top three all-time return in wrestling. Um, you know, it's it, the one of the best things of all time. Super yeah, over in the building. To the CM Punk I was like, shut the fuck up. Super uh, over in the building. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a few ways to look at this. One, I actually did think they executed great. I thought it was very cool. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the lore of the of Bray Wyatt. We never, we never. Um, I don't think we ever talked about the White Rabbit lore on the show. In our no, we never did. That none of that mattered to me. Yeah, I was like, but, like, I don't care about that until I see someone. I don't care. No, but what I did enjoy is I liked the little flashes to everyone. I thought that was creative. I liked the he's got the whole yeah, like singing that the whole time because that's creepy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I liked the fans losing their shit the whole time, made it feel special. Um I I did like the abandoned fun house, like I said. I wish the video I could have heard, but alas <laughs> I didn't. Um I think Bray, you know with walks out i'm here you couldn't have done it better for the guy right it, clearly clearly based on the reaction you could not have done it better right they were screaming holy shit they were losing their shit he takes his mask off you reveal bray wyatt and he says i'm here blows out the thing shows over um perfectly executed in a lot of ways that was i'm not talking about the white rabbit stuff i didn't give a shit about the white <laughs> rabbit stuff every time someone was like oh this is a new thing i was like i don't i don't care yeah. i don't care like I, it just I, I appreciate the effort they put in. I will say that. Like one thing Bray Wyatt does great is this man will put all of his <laughs> might into these things, and like I can appreciate someone that puts that much care into their craft. Sure. I can. Sure. But with Bray Wyatt, it's always about what comes after, right? Yeah. Remember the fiend and the funhouse stuff at the very beginning it was great that entry had the great entrance oh, at SummerSlam. it's you know, amazing it like, Whoa. <laughs> the, the debut entrance he squashes finn balor blah 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 all this stuff it's like oh my god he's great and then everything that follows is almost always so much worse and i wish it wasn't because i love so this is what i've realized i love the idea of bray Wyatt. i do so does the WWE fan base, I would say. Like, I love the idea of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and people also have to remember, Bray Wyatt was, like, a top merch seller when he got released. So it's not like they wanted him to go away. Mm-hmm. We might have not enjoyed what he was doing. But overall, the WWE fan base always loved him. Yep. So him coming back was always going to be a big deal. Yeah. And this felt like the final this felt like the finale of the triple h bring back everyone club the gauntlet is complete (laughs) yeah the gauntlet is complete now he can have a mid-off um congratulations he he brought back some good he brought back the bad. i would have brought back bray wyatt because he fits the wwe crowd and people love him truthfully that's why i bring him back but it's always about the follow-up and the follow-up is almost never as good and I don't expect it to be, but I am someone that doesn't just judge 
right off the rip. Mm-hmm. I will wait to see what they do because I did enjoy original Bray Wyatt way more than I enjoyed anything after like the fun. I always enjoyed the funhouse stuff. Like when he was like Mr. Rogers, I always thought that was wicked funny just yeah. because like if I wasn't looking at it in a professional wrestling sense, I was like, ah, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. Whatever. I laugh. He was a funny guy, but I, you gotta, everyone's going to pump the brakes. This is not a top five return of all time. Remember, it's not. remember how WWE at one point in time believed he had big crossover potential into the, like the normal fan, you know, yeah. into the normal yeah, community, like normal people films. Yeah. It's about all I could do. Um, Look, man, I, you talk about that in Triple H, the end of the Triple H gauntlet. You know, I like someone once said about AEW, my concern is, is what happens when they run out of pops? You know, we can't keep bringing in all these stars all the time. Uh, they, they did. <laughs> they had their CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Just happened to come in the form of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> the, but the problem is that CM Punk can wrestle and that Bray Wyatt yeah. cannot. Uh, you know, that one of the reasons he was let go, allegedly, is that there was concerns about health issues, whether or not he can actually still go in the ring and all this stuff. Who knows if this guy can still even wrestle? No one knows. Yeah. Um, it's all about the follow-up. I'll give it a couple matches to truly see, but yeah. it, you know, it, you know, to, to be there fair, will be rust. it's, it's going to be rust. There's going to be a tough times, but the problem with Bray Wyatt, the problem with the fiend, the problem with whatever this character's name is. And to be fair, he also removed the mask. So maybe, maybe we're getting a little bit of that return to the Firefly's cult leader guy, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll get some of that return, which they even I did think. the old sound thing when the show ended. Yeah, which, you know, I like that. And I think that's what they're like teasing is they're going a return to that. Uh, but then Better you have than the, the Fiend. You have the new right. mask. And obviously, the Fiend is what got him, I would say, huge as put him over, really, is the Fiend. So I don't know. If you can't not go yeah. back to the Fiend as you well. You played a bolt. Yeah. Kind of. He just um, can't be indestructible. That's the problem. Is Until that, he faces Goldberg. That, <laughs> um, that's the problem, right, with The Fiend, is yeah. that he is not, you know, he is an indestructible person. He is someone that is super over. He is someone that can't lose, and when he ran through wrestlers, it's he would destroy them, situation. destroy their characters, destroy the story, and just keep, basically keep the championship hostage. It was awful, uh, it was just incredibly bad booking. Yeah. Um, he is, you know, he's a Trojan horse of a character. You know, he he feels great and powerful, and he's obviously yep. super over. He's gonna make a bunch of sales and stuff. He's gonna move the needle, but which matters. Which like, matters at the end of the day. As wrestling fans, we can say what we want, what we expect, but that that is like over everything it matters but at the end of the day that's also, why logan paul's here that's true but again logan Paul Great wrestler can, though at the end of the day logan paul <laughs> can also wrestle you know yeah. uh cm punk can wrestle the fiend breen wyatt at the end of his run could not wrestle and now we'll see but I, i'm not yeah. excited i'm not you know i'm not a i'm not into it I don't, i'm glad the fiend is in wwe because then it's just like great he's not gonna be in AEW. he's not gonna be anything else i watch just put him in wwe I don't have to bother with this guy anymore. Wow. Um, very AEW fan of you. I'm, I'm, a, um, I'm AEW pilled for life, baby. Uh, <laughs> he's He was always good in multi-man matches. Mm-hmm. Those were always his... Because, right, he had the big moves that worked. 
Because I think he has big moves that are good, but it's like yeah. know, putting the rest together. Um, like the Shield matches, those were great with the Wyatt family, of course. Um, that Elimination Chamber where he won the WWE Championship originally was really good. Yep. Like he's good in those situations because there's a lot of playing parts. Um, when it comes to singles matches, that's where you kind of like, uh, unless he's facing Daniel Bryan, which congratulations, join the rest of the everyone else. I can have a gr- I can have a really good, solid singles yeah, match I, with uh, I Daniel Bryan. I, 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 you could at least get two stars, I'm sure. <laughs> Thank um, you. And if you've never wrestled the match, so congratulations. But like, that's the whole thing, right? That's the whole thing we're playing here. Is like. The the I I always have liked the idea of Bray Wyatt at his best could have been like really great. I think you know if he was a great wrestler, even if he was a good wrestler, right? Because the the supernatural does work in wrestling mm-hmm. at times, not always, and sometimes they use it too much. But he always had the creative mind to make it happen. But I think the best way people explain it is he almost fits better in a horror movie realm than a pro wrestling realm because you have to do that part of it. Yes, he's a good promo. Yes, he's very creative. Yes, he has all these good things. But when it comes to the matches to finish the stories, they're not usually good. Nope. So I will wait and see. Because that is how I attack wrestling. I'm very happy. You know what? I'm very happy for the big, 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 big time Bray Wyatt fans. Big time, you know, because I don't care if you like, if you're happy with this and you enjoy, then good for you. Because guess what? That's what wrestling's all about to me is that it's something for everyone. Um, and Bray Wyatt is a creative dude, mm-hmm. he's going to have some creative stuff. Let's just. You know, if he somehow if he somehow took all this time to improve as a wrestler to prove Vince McMahon wrong, then guess what? Great signing. But I uh, I have my doubts on that aspect. Huge win for WWE fans. You know, huge win. So yeah, good for them. Yeah. You, you can buy a fiend mask again. Congratulations. <laughs> or a uh, Ethan Hawke mask again. Um, spend more money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I you know it sucked. They got rid of the fiend mask. I needed a Halloween costume last year. I was like, damn. What am I gonna do now? You and I for Halloween should just just dress up like Ethan Hawke, dude. If they sell if they sell a fiend mask and Ethan Hawke's mask, we are coming on the Halloween <laughs> week of this episode, and we are wearing those the entire time. <laughs> and don't say anything about them. <laughs> just, Not just do no, we, And if they do sell them, I will make it happen. I'm sorry, it has to happen if that's the case. We're gonna sit oh there God. like this talking normal and people are just gonna be like what is, what is happening we should just not do it on halloween we should just do it in the middle of like april we should just do it every show and oh and oh i forgot to say my favorite part of all this all of this mm-hmm. roman reigns beat the fiend for the universal championship the fiend since then has been burned alive <laughs> got screwed by alexa bliss at <laughs> wrestlemania Went on hiatus, got released, <laughs> made some weird tweets, got That's... teased for Impact Wrestling. Yep. Got teased for AEW at the Fear of Men. Returned to WWE. And Roman Reigns is still the Universal Champion. 
an accomplishment. You got to acknowledge him, man. A truly legendary raid, just if you look at the career of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we spent an hour and a half talking about this. The Fiend died. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we did. We got to move on. Uh, it was we... a great It was a great show for topics. It was a bad show for everything else. Mm-hmm. It was a bad show if you like wrestling. <laughs> well, let's talk about a show that also had mixed results, I guess. Uh, for different reasons, Impact Wrestling's bound for glory. Oh, oh, Impact still made the worst decision of the month of the weekend. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> I just crapped on this show, and I'm about to praise a lot of Bound for Glory. Yeah. But Bound for Glory still had the worst decision of the weekend by a big amount. So, Bound for Glory took place, and we'll kind of go a little fast here as well, but um. Start off the show with Thank God Impact, we started early. Impact X Division title match. Frankie Kazarian defeated Mike Bailey. So Mike Bailey not this able to is our get only that. Topic left. Uh, well, we had Declaration of Power in AAA, but I'm definitely cutting AAA at this point. Um, it's okay. The show's kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a better review. Yeah, I agree. You're welcome, everybody. Impact X Division title match. Frankie Kazarian defeats Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey doesn't get the record. Frankie Kazarian uh, is now your champion. Oh wait, what's this? Apparently, in the press conference, post-press conference, I can't find the actual thing. I saw a tweet about it, but apparently, Frankie Kazarian is no longer your X-Division champion, Scotty. Apparently, Frankie Kazarian uh, went up to Scott Demore, said, you know, it's been great winning this, but the only thing, the reason I came back to Impact is the only thing I haven't done is won the world title. So he implemented option C, which is vacating the X division title so that he can have a world title shot. <laughs> so what? There is now apparently, uh, apparently it's there's going to be an X, uh, an eight man tournament with the finals at the next Impact Plus pay per view Overdrive to ha- crown a new X division champion with Kazarian challenging Josh Alexander. At said show. You pieces of garbage took the title from Speedball Mike Bailey for a Kazarian World title match. Oh, well, I was going to praise the match for being great. It was a great match. I thought the match was great. great. Best ma- Frankie Kazarian match in who knows how long. Um, it was it was like it was a great match. I was floored by how much I enjoyed this, only because Frankie Zarian has been a relatively boring wrestler to me for a very very long time now, which is why I'm blocked on Twitter. Yeah, uh, by him, of course, because I called his match with Lance Archer boring. That's all I said. God <laughs> forbid. Take some criticism. If you if you didn't block me, you would have got some praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, speedball is incredible, right? Been a while since I got the speedball match. He's facing Yamato, by the way, today in uh, GCW. That's kind of cool. Um, that's probably that could be better. It should be better than this, but it won't be because GCW. Shout out. Um, yeah, but this is great. Uh, Frankie's here winning obviously made a lot of sense because they didn't want like Speedball Bailey to uh get the record. I would have gave him the record because I think Speedball's again. Uh, one of the best parts of these shows every single time. He always has one of the best pay-per-view matches. This was no different. Um, excellent stuff. 
Yeah. Speedball, um, Kazarian, they had great chemistry, which, you know, I didn't know if they would. Um, it, it, the moment I watched this, cause it opened up the show, I was like, there's the impact I was giving praise all year. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. And oh then, yeah. You know, they called your shot and ruined yeah, it. We'll get, we'll get to that. But this was a great match. I thought this was phenomenal work by both of them. Uh, the yeah. X division so good. Wait, what, what did they announce the tournament? Like who's in it? No, not yet. They said it's if they just give it back to Speedball. Honestly, <laughs> I fear whatever. that that's gonna happen. <laughs> give it to give it to Black Tarus. Yeah, to Black baby. Tarus. Yeah, baby. Let's cook. Let's cook. Let's cook. They're just gonna give. They're gonna give it to Ace Austin. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, this match was fantastic. I thought this was, was he on cool. the show? Who Ace Austin? No, yeah. um, no, he was what not are on the we show. Doing? Uh, let's move on to the next match. Singles match, Mickey James versus Mia Yim. Of course, this is Mickey James' last rodeo tour, uh, where if she loses, she's going to retire unless she uh, is able to re- go up the rankings, I guess, uh, and face Jordan Grace and, I guess, win um, uh, to prove herself mm-hmm. again. So uh, a-, a match built out of respect with one another. Mickey James end up getting so the she win. she loses, she retires, right? Correct. God damn it, Mia Yim. <laughs> God, what the? Um, I think Mia Yim's actually been really good since uh, leaving the WWE. Well, let me rephrase. I think Mia Yim's been really good since she's joined Impact. Yes, um, I, I've seen some. <laughs> thank her, you, uh, thank you. Yeah, I've seen remission. some of her indie matches. Yeah. Uh, but I saw I've seen some of her Impact matches, and she's been really solid. Maybe it's because she doesn't wear pants anymore. She wears like wrestling gear. Mm-hmm. She used to wear like the the cargo pants. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that changes you. Um, I know she's leaving, so uh, I don't. Well, might be leaving. Yeah, her. The rumor is that her contract is up this weekend, so we'll see. Right. Um, she'd be great ad for a certain women's division. Just saying, stardom. No, <laughs> you said um, <laughs> he literally works in AEW. Like, yeah, I I, if they signed her, it would be shocking. Uh, this match was fine. I thought it was solid. Nothing bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, they. I just. I. I don't. I don't care for Mickey James in 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. I don't blame you. Also, I knew who was winning, I, so that didn't give much drama. But yeah. Medium's been really good. Um, all the matches I've seen her in, so good for yeah. her. Yeah, I thought the story here was built up quite nicely, and I think they did a good yeah. the, good work in here to implement that story Impact. and really. Tease the idea Impact. that Mia Yim might win here. I think that they did the best job here of Mia Yim. Oh, she might win yeah. here. And I thought that was well done. Um, sure. Really good. Really good stuff. Uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team title match. Jessica and Taya Valkyrie. Uh, they're called like the Dead Dolls or the Baby Dolls now or something like that. Um, that's, not a, that's not a joke. That's a real thing. Um, and they defeated Vexed. VXT vexed Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, uh to become the so new. Deanna's leaving. Yeah, so Chelsea Green, <laughs> uh, Chelsea Green apparently is also working on a sh- handshake uh, John Moxley esque deal. Um, so that's an okay one to have <laughs> for Impact. Uh, and again, also like Mia Yim, apparently Deanna Perrazzo's contract is also up this weekend as well. Um, Jeez. That's a get. That's Going a get. To AW. If AEW had to had to pick between Deanna and Mia Yim, and they can only pick one for whatever reason, you get you get Deanna. That's easy. I'd say you pick both. Well, yeah, of course. And you don't pick Chelsea Green. 
Oh, oh, that's what I meant by yeah. I said Mia Yim and Deanna Frost. Chelsea Green is already. Yeah, I was like, I was like Mia. Okay, just making sure. Uh you take Chelsea Green if you can maybe I, get Matt Cardona as well. You had Matt Cardona. I know. You didn't want him. <laughs> I, know. I know. Matt Cardona is a perfect NWA World Champion. I he agree. Can stay there. I um, I did not watch this match. It wasn't good because I didn't want to. Um, so yeah, there's my analysis. You're welcome. It wasn't good at best. It was fine. Uh, but it was, you know, on a scale of Edge and Finn Balor <laughs> to, to, uh, the latter match, where did it rank? Um, you can't tell me it was better than the ladder match. I'm sorry. I will not believe it. It wasn't better than the ladder match. Well, no, was it? I mean, it's it's all around there. Like it, it, it's you know, it's Taya, Valkyrie, Jessica. This is when I like the big moments because there's no way. Deanna, I'll say this: Diana was doing her best in this match. All right, that makes sense. Uh, next you know up, what? that answers my question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I figured it would. Uh, Impact World Tag Team Title Match. This match was phenomenal as well. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett defeating and retaining their titles against the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Again, this match, phenomenal stuff here. I thought this was a great tag match. To me, this is match of the night, I think. Wow. Yeah, for me, I love this match. I thought it was really good uh, from OGK. Really good stuff from MCMG. Uh, get all the initials out there. Uh, I just I really like this match a lot. I thought this was really good. I hated the finish. Really, the match. the finish. Bound being... for Glory is your signature Mania Kingdom show of the year, and you went with a shit finish. The shit finish being that uh, they accidentally super kick. I think it was super kick. Uh, yeah. Maria Canellis. That causes a kind of a distraction, lead to other stuff, and then get to the the finish there, right? It, yeah, they roll up with they do a roll up, and they do the feet on the ropes. I was just like, God, I was enjoying this so much. Why did, why did you have to do that? I want it because like it was getting to the point where I was like, Oh, this is, this is a great, great match, and then they just did that, and I was like, It was sour taste in my mouth after all that. Come on. Um, most of the machine guns are still so good. <laughs> They're still so good. They're amazing. They're like, you know, you and me, when we previewed this, I said the kingdom can have great matches with great tag teams. Yep. And I think they uh, definitely delivered here. Um, it was a good night of wrestling. Uh, this, this was, ah, might be mostly because of the finish. Cause I'm still annoyed. Uh, I'll say, I'll this say was, this. I'll say this here, Scotty. At, at this point in the show, uh, you know, people dog on impact all the time. I've obviously suddenly been branded as an impact defender, uh, as That's of late, tough. It's, tough. It's, it's a tough spot to be in, but you know, th- at least this show ha- with as many flaws as it has, and we're about to get to a flaw, um, had the biggest flaw, had three, at least three great matches. Whereas yeah. extreme rules, stunk ass for the majority of it and, and like you said had one great match 
this now do you want me to come back at you with the this is their signature event of the year if it was if it was on the same level of extreme rules that's fair that's fair but it the thing is it's like the, the thing People that bought a ticket to extreme rules i agree <laughs> the thing is is that like you know what sucks about impact is that a lot Wait, of people holy right yeah a lot well that's that's what i'm getting to a lot of people don't watch at impacts television a lot of people don't watch their shows which i get and then they see the gif of bully ray pinning steve macklin and winning the call your shot gauntlet having the world title all the stuff scotty doesn't want to address all the stuff they see all these things and they're saying oh impact sucks impact stinks you know in, in tna being tna which is true that shut that shit stinks i don't like it either but it's on a show that had three great matches and a lot of those people were going to see the bully Ray thing. And it's the thing that frustrates me the most about impact is that they shoot themselves in the foot all the time. Uh, they, the, they do this thing and their audience always only sees the bully Ray gif and don't check out the rest of the show, which was great. You right. know, like it, it's so upsetting that Impact keeps doing this to themselves. And that's like part of the reason you have to keep them at arm's length the entire time. But it's just like it's they gift themselves. They give they gift themselves in the foot. While WWE gift themselves into praise. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just it's it's unbelievable that they yeah. do these things. But let's talk about it. Call your shot so gauntlet. Stupid dude. I literally said Steve Macklin should win this. And instead they had him get pinned by Bully Ray. Which is classic bully Ray booking, by the way. <laughs> like that's how it's <sighs> always been. I don't know why we're doing bully Ray in 2022. An impact. The guy's 51 why, years uh... old. 51 years old. He defeats a bunch of people. Eliminates a bunch of people. Uh, pin Steve Macklin, one of the biggest guys that you and I have been enjoying on Impact, and putting him over in the past couple TV and, and pay per views of Steve Macklin pins the guy and at the end of the show calls out josh alexander and says he will be his most legitimate challenger that he has ever faced seemingly burying the rest of the locker room you bring in bully ray you get this bullshit so there is some things i like about what they've done with josh alexander's title reign yep i'll get to that later um this sucks. This is the worst thing to happen this weekend in wrestling. Nothing is worse. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You had him pretty much bury your locker room just by winning this match. The fact that you could because call your shot, right? It is it's money in the bank, essentially. It's money in the bank. Far worse. Because um, you don't even have a good match to like crown it. Or even a idea of having a good match because there's no way this match can be good. Um, and you know you got a guy there like Steve Mack. I watched the end of this. I didn't watch it all because I knew who won. I was like, I'm not watching Bully Ray. Sure. Um, I watched how it ended, and I was like, this is this is you do this to yourself. Yeah. In back. Like, I talked to multiple people who turned on Bound for Glory. They wanted to watch an Impact review. They gave it a chance. They shut it off when this happened. Yeah. They shut it off when he won. They wanted to shut it off when he showed up. But when he won, oh, it was over. It was yeah. over. Yeah. And it's a shame because there were two 
great matches after this that really deserve praise. Um, but I, I don't know how you can look past this. I I almost couldn't, but right. I, I, I said, wasn't watching it live. You're right. I said three matches. It was four great matches. I forgot. Yeah, it is yeah. four great give, matches. I want to give the uh, women's match a lot of credit, too, um, which we will in a second. But mm-hmm. this just, oh, I don't get it. I don't get it, Ryan. Why did they do this to themselves? Like, you could have brought back any former TNA world champion, and it probably would have been better than this. Like, I get you can't bring back Kurt Angle and AJ Styles and people like that, right? Yeah. That's fine. But you brought back the Aces and Eights guy? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Um, And I also thought about this. Everyone from the trio's ladder, the triple threat ladder match that, or TLC match that put TLC on the mat is active again, except for Devon. Oh. Well, I think we can all agree. Maybe and they're and they're all doing awful work. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Cage is doing the best. And I hate that story. And that guy's and that guy's currently injured. <laughs> He's not only injured. I hate that story. I hate every part of it. Every time it happens on my screen, I hate it more. Um so yeah, I just want to point that out. Um, oh Jeff Hardy's not active at the moment, of course. Yeah, but, he's got you know, other issues. You know. There's there's a reason for that. Um, so Devon, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you so much more than I ever did. I always liked you more than uh, more than Bubba, anyways. But man, I I might like you more than all these guys now. <laughs> testify, testify, testify. <laughs> uh, oh, let's Christ. move on to the Impact Knockouts title match. This match ruled. Devon, Jordan Grace, get your old men. <laughs> what? Get your old instead of, the, instead of get the tables, get the old men, get them out of here. <laughs> I'm still recovering from Bully Ray winning a match that involves him getting a world title opportunity and seemingly being aligned of honor no more because <laughs> of his and we're getting a Frankie Kazarian world title match. What are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Impact Knockouts title match Jordan Grace defeats Masha Slamovich. I thought this match was really, really good. Um, yeah. I, I thought that it best Jordan Grace match I've ever seen. I thought it had a little bit of a slow start, it took a little bit to mm-hmm. get there, and then once it got there. It took off. I thought Masha looked great yeah. here. Jordan looked. Jordan was great here. Very simple story of trying to put away Masha Slamovich over and over, over again, doing the, yeah. the Jordan driver twice, and then building it up, escalating it to a third time off the top rope. I thought that was perfectly well done, perfectly so, executed. Great stuff. So, of course, I would have liked to see Masha win because I think it was fresh. I think she's. I think she's top three women's wrestler in the u.s yeah at right now at least i only say top three because i can't i'm not gonna put in together my head right now of where everyone ranks but i know she's in that conversation um and she was excellent here yeah she was she really was i mean she feels like a star she looks like a star um and the only reason i'm okay with masha losing is because it took so much to beat her yeah yeah um so like if you're going to beat the undefeated person, that's the way to do it. I always say just go with the undefeated person who's having good matches. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I say that, and I am the one also asking for Jade Cargo's reign to you know pick up something <laughs> here. But she's not having great matches. Masha Slamovich just did. Yeah. Um, Jordan Grace should be proud of this one. 
Uh, Master Slamovich should be too. To, uh, really to, good stuff. To weirdly no defend, complaints, that's for sure. To weirdly defend Impact's booking here, this was probably Masha's best match since joining Impact. Yeah, I know she does mostly squashes anyway. Yeah, she's yeah she's done a lot of squashes. She, she's done non squashes, but this was definitely her best match. She's had better work on the indies, I would say, this year. Yeah. Um. So that's I I can un- I can understand Impact not going with Masha Slamovich. I, I don't know how long she signed either. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, she probably has prospects many places. I would hope so. But yeah, I think it's something that she, you know, she's still a great talent. And I get not putting the title on her now, but you put it on her eventually. I think that's perfectly fine. This is the match that really showcased how great Masha Slamovich could be. At yeah. Currently. Yeah. Currently. And she's still got ways to learn, too. Which is great. Yeah, she's still very young. Um, excellent stuff. No complaints. Best women's match of the weekend. Loved it. That I've seen so far. That's true. I know there's others, but so far that I've seen. Impact World title match. It was your main event. Josh Alexander against Eddie Edwards, um, the the leader of Honor No More, now inducting Bully Ray into the ranks. Um, Eddie Edwards comes out uh, and just puts on, I thought, a phenomenal performance. Again, I thought, Eddie Edwards, you know, you have boring stuff. You don't like this match? I didn't think he had this in. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, me neither. Like, I, I, I haven't seen this in, like, forever. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just watching television. I'm like, Eddie Edwards, this gimmick and stuff is, he's starting, it's working for him. And in this match, it's like, holy shit, this guy can still go. Oh, my yeah. God. I never thought this this would be happening here. Uh, this It was so good. So good stuff. What do you think? I thought it was the match of the night. Um, it might I still think I prefer Speedball and Trey Miguel over this, mm-hmm. but this might be my number two impact match of the year. Woo! Which, and I think they've had a good year. I think they've had a really good year. So, uh, and they've had a they had a number of great shows on this show. Uh, I love this. This was nowhere where I expected it to go. And Josh Alexander, man, like yeah, for everything we could say about Impact, there is one thing besides the X Division that delivers every single time and it is him. Yep. Um they've they've made his title run all about beating past world champions of impact. Bully Ray, here right? we go. <laughs> I know. So that's like that's why I understand what they're doing. Would have been nice to pick someone else. Uh but right he's beating Eric Young. He's now beating Eddie Edwards. I can't remember the rest of his reign, but he's beating a lot of people. Tomohiro Ishii randomly. Uh, <laughs> uh, right? He beat Moose. Yep. Uh, but, man, he he's just been excellent. And Eddie Edwards, I mean, give him all the praise. Uh, like like we were just saying, I mean, you know, you look at the American Wolves, right? And it's like, oh, Davey Richards could still go. And Davey Richards is great. And I always thought Eddie Edwards, I always preferred Eddie Edwards at one point uh but i mean over the past couple of years you know with that weird gimmick he had with the the um the kendo stick and like he had it as his friend he was a little crazy i was like this is this is it uh man this is this was awesome this was a great match it was physical they beat the crap out of each other if you drop this into like a puro show, it would have fit right in, which is 
not what I expected out of these two. Nope. Uh, yeah, Eddie Eddie was great. Alexander was awesome. Excellent, excellent main event. Um, good, just good job by them out of nowhere. I was not ready for this. Yeah, no, very, very good. Uh, I, it was phenomenal work from both of them doing, you know, the suplex or the, not the suplex, what is it called? The driver or whatever on the outside on the boards. Great oh. stuff there. Just hard hitting, very, very Puro esque. I, I agree with that sentiment. Josh Alexander is just a phenomenal talent in this company. I, you know, you're bringing a bully Ray. It sucks. It's stupid, but. I'll I'll bury it even harder if he wins, but I fully. Ex- oh, I mean, if he wins, just end the. End I, the if he wins, impacts on the shelf. You know, impacts on the shelf again. Uh, they're but, they're in NWA territory. Yeah, but Josh Alexander, I'm okay squashing Bully Ray because this guy is, he's very good. He's very good. I think he to get to the next level, he needs something else. I don't know what it is. He just you know he you know he just needs a little bit more. Uh, but he's a wrestler. He's That's a wrestler. Yeah. He needs that uh, sort of. He doesn't have the, the thing. He he has the Kurt Angle talent, but he doesn't not quite have the Kurt Angle charisma. Which, to be fair, it's Kurt Angle. Uh, but it's like you know, I want to see, I want to see more of that. I want to see a little bit more of that. And I think we got a star of stars here. But uh, Angle, he's a good theme song. That too. He needs a great. He needs a great theme song. Uh, uh, I'm just. By the way, in the background, I'm just looking back and. Uh, um, looking through the impact um, taping spoilers in case I see anything interesting. Um, yes, it was in fact at the taping spoilers that uh, Frankie Kazarian relinquished the X Division title. Uh, that sh- that match will be happening November 18th, assuming he will still be champion by then. Uh, that match will be happening on the 18th. Um, yeah, so that's impact. Bound for glory. You know, people dog on it, see the gifts of Bully Ray, and I get it completely dog on it. But uh, four great matches. Definitely recommend the show, nonetheless. Uh, despite booking stuff, and people say that. I mean, did you have people said we're also saying that there were booking issues up and down this card? Besides Bully Ray and shoving me into the world title picture, is there any other like book, booking issues you felt? I didn't feel. I didn't really have any booking issues with the show. No, it was more like personal interests. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would like Speedball say champion because I prefer Speedball as a wrestler. Sure. Uh, I would have I would have liked Masha to win, but like I get what they did. Mm-hmm. Like I, I because I th- I felt she was fresh, new, but again, whatever. Um, and I would have liked Machine uh Mercy Machine Guns to win too, but like, what am I? That's just me being a fan and preferring these. Yeah. You know them to them. It's just like. Which also, Whatever. if I'm not mistaken, Mike Bailey and Veda Scott just also just got married, so they might be doing a honeymoon. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm nice looking at him to take a little time. I'm looking at the taping. He wasn't at the taping. So Mike Bailey wasn't. So I think I think that's that's what we're happening. Here. He wrestles tomorrow on G- today at GCW. Never mind. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. Maybe his contract's up. I don't know. He was in here for like a year. Oh, maybe he his contract's is, up. And someone's gonna sign him. Yeah, I would. Uh, him and Bandito. Um, let's move on real quickly to finish out the show here. Preview Declaration of Power, New Japan's show that's happening tomorrow on Monday. Let's talk about it real quickly. A lot of multi-man, so we'll kind of gloss over those. But I want the obvious one we want to highlight first is the first match, six-man match, the Ren Narita comeback match 
Ren Rita teaming up with Robbie Eagles, David Finley to take on Doki, Yoshinabu Katamaro, and El Desperado. Uh, Ren Rita has had a great excursion, I thought. Uh, I didn't see it yet, but I heard that the latest strong with Ren Rita versus Juice Robinson yeah, was great. fantastic. So definitely go great. check that out. It looked there, he, he looked like he was all bloodied up and everything, so... I'm super excited for this comeback, and I really hope the sky's the limit for Ren Narita right now. I never got to fight people about this, but anyone that says Juice Robinson's bad is so wrong, and I, I can't stand you for that. I Just totally saying. agree. Uh, I'll blast Juice. I'll blast through these like tag matches, but if you have any thoughts oh, on Oh, by that, the way, very happy to see Ren Narita back. I yeah. want to say that. Um uh, I, I want to kind of just talk about the young lines real quick because honestly, the show is like very kind of missable um, in some ways. Uh, but I think they have very special something in those main three um, because, as I like to say, Shota Umino anywhere but Rev Pro works great. Yep. Uh, remember that AEW match? Yep. Uh, he was. He. I was like, oh my god, this is the star. Yep. Uh, so he's great there. Um, Ren Narita has been fantastic. He's going to be, he can be the um, junior ace if you want him to be. Uh, Yoda Suji has been pretty good in Rev Pro. Not, Yoda, oh, right. Not, He's not the fourth gr- one that I forgot. Not great, but good, but really good. Coming into his own. I heard his match with uh, Ishii at Royal Quest was good. I also heard that. Um, so that's exciting to hear. So, I'm really excited to see Royal Quest. They said the Osprey Umino match was really well done because, like, supposedly, like, yeah. Umino's dad was the ref and yep. like that went into the decision. I was like, oh, uh, juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guy I'm talking about, of course, is Yuya Uemura, who is a walking star. Impact's own. <laughs> Yuya, Impact's Yuya. own. Yeah. He's uh, he's been everywhere, really. He, yeah. You know, the, they've really let him branch out a lot more than any of the other young lions, I think, in terms of going to other companies. And I, I think it's working. Also, Gabriel Kidd's back. He's not a young lion anymore, but yeah, um, I'm just happy to see him back. I know he's had some tough times. Yeah, I, I feel like... He's facing the ace. You know, maybe this is big projection, but if I was a company, I feel like he got some f- new pillars of a company uh, with these, these I agree. No, you really do. Those, like, I hate using the pillars thing now because of what AEW did, and I think... But I, I love all four of these guys. I think all four yeah. of them have really great potential, and I, they've been great what I've seen so far of them now. So I'm like, yeah. you can build a company around these four guys probably. You, you've seen enough hits from each of them that's like, okay, when they're in New Japan, it's going to work. I believe like so. that. That's how I look at Umino because I know Umino's like had his ups and downs. Yeah. Mostly his downs being in RevPro. Um, and his ups being pretty much anytime else he shows up. Like, remember when he showed up to the Jay White match? People lost their shit. I was like, Shooter, go get him! Or something yeah. like that. I was like, yeah. that's the best. And the stuff. moment they team up, it's going to be like, oh, it'll be electric. Can't be wait. Great. Uh, the rest of the matches here, a lot of multi-man, so I'll get through them real quickly. We got Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Bad T- Dude Tito and Shane Haste. Bad Dude Tito coming back in. Rusuke Taguchi, Hikaleo, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Sho, Yujiro Takahashi, and Evil. Um, I don't like Ugh. that. I like those things. Uh, special tag match: Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. I don't know why this is labeled a special tag match. I imagine it's some sort of number one contenders match. Uh, I thought. I thought when's Okada and Cobb happen? Okada and Cobb. Cobb. 
Okada uh, and and uh, Jonah. Ron, yeah, uh, happening this show. We'll get to it. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I imagine it's labeled special tag because it's probably some sort of number one contenders match for FTR's belts. Fifth match, uh, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sonata, Tetsuya Naito versus Francisco Akira, TJP, Aaron Hanari, and Will Ospreay. Uh, I can see, I see Bushi, Hiromu, Akira, and TJP, and I'm just circling that and being like, maybe that's sort of some sort of junior tag title down the line, but also mm-hmm. not necessarily because maybe they're just building up because we have the tag league stuff coming up around the corner. I don't know. Six match special single match. This was supposed to be Kushida's return from head, head, foot, mouth disease, whatever it's called, but apparently he's still suffering from it. So his replacement, drum roll, please, is Master Master Wato uh, versus Taiji Ishimori. So are you are you stoked for Master Wato versus Taiji Ishimori? Will not be watching. Uh, well, let's see if you'll be watching this match. It's the KOPW provisional match. Who's your daddy match with Shingo defending his trophy against El Fantasmo. Who's your daddy match? Yes. Yeah, so who's your daddy match? What does that mean? I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> I have no clue what that means. Let me see if I can. Look that up through. Who's your daddy? Let me see if I can look that up through the sort of uh, grapevine here. What is? Oh, I got it right here. I got it right here. Hit me, please. Uh, well, I'm just. I don't know if this actually tells me, but I'm gonna read it off. Another match established at the end of the G1 climax. Shigeru Takagi will defend his KOPW 2022 holder status as he looks to erase a painful loss to El Fantasma that eliminated from tournaments. D block. If the loss itself wasn't painful enough, ELP has rubbed salt in the wound on a consistent basis through the last tour, hailing himself Shingo's daddy and heaping embarrassment and losses on his foe on a near nightly basis. Takagi was able to turn the tie back in Kobe on September 25th as a debatable low blow followed by a ground Cobra saw him grab a decisive if controversial pinfall on Fantastic Post Match, an argument erupted backstage that ended with a KOPW title defense made official. Both the title and pride will be on the line as the Who's Your Daddy match will see the loser have to take an in-ring mic and declare to the world that their win- that the winner is their daddy. Oh, okay, so it's a kiss your so foot, a, kiss my butt match, you know. So it's a normal title match. Yes. Where they have to do a promo that El Fantasma will absolutely be doing because he is the one that speaks English. But very begrudgingly, like, you're my yes. you're, you're my daddy. What was that? Huh? You're my well, daddy, at okay? Gonna, at least they can actually have a great match. <laughs> yeah, it's a great singles match. I, that's what I love about this. So that should be really good. Shingo versus El Fantasma was not been I a disappointment. I stupid cup, by the way. Hey, look, this should be a good match. Albeit a from, who's your daddy bit, but from IWGP world champion to the cup holder. Yeah, baby. Uh speaking about uh I got no transition. Uh special singles <laughs> match here, Kazuchika Okada versus Jonah. Uh uh very big touting as a sort of a golden era, you know, looking at it as like Anoki versus uh Vader. Uh so, that's what people are sort of describing. Uh, it I saw some people like, oh my god, if they're gonna have Reed, Bronson Reed, I keep calling him Bronson Reed. They have Jonah beat him because Inoki passed away, just to reenact that. 
Hmm, I yeah. will fight someone. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're going to do that. Okada's it'll be, winning. It'll be Okada winning. Okada's winning. Yeah, I, 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 this should be very good, though. I mean, they've been. This they've is how he makes stuff. up his uh, loss. Exactly. That and that's where we're coming at is that it's just Jonah lost. You know, got the win in the G1, so that Okada can bin, beat him here. You know, it's Yay. it's what they do. Uh, and also, if I'm not mistaken, is this a is this a briefcase defense? No, they are not doing that anymore. Great. Because <laughs> so, Okada said, screw you, I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom, and you will not make me defend anything. Great. The briefcase is stupid. And by him doing that, it has made Julia not have a briefcase. So, Okada, I love you, you brilliant <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Great job. Thank you, Okada. He saved wrestling once again. (laughs) And then your main event, of course, is the IWGP World Heavyweight title match. Jay White defending his title against Tama Tonga. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Tama Tonga has definitely been a lot better than he has been in the past. Uh, You know, like I said, the evil match was fantastic. Uh, But yeah. Going away. (laughs) Going away. you know we're pro evil, so we got it has you know you know slight conjection, you know slight yeah. you know against Tamatanga. But uh, Listen, you know this is better than the other Bullet Club versus Tonga family match that's happening uh, in November. So yeah, as uh, I just looked at because I was seeing when Will Osprey versus Naito was happening. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I saw that's happening on the same show. It was the that, the Hikaleo, uh, yeah, Hikaleo versus Carl <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> Yeah, let's. I'll dog on that one. This one, it's still Jay White in a world title match. That should be good. Tomatonga's happen much. Tomatonga's over in Japan, uh, and he's been. I think he's been doing better work. It's not. You know, he's not, still not. He's still not great, but he's been doing better work. He's putting effort in. I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. Um, they put Royal Quest up this week. I they better. That's the show. Make I'll up be for this card, please. And maybe we'll review Royal Quest as well, uh, as long as this card next week. But we'll see. Um, if it's up, if it's I up, mean, who well knows? Uh, but yeah, any other thoughts about Declaration of Power happening tomorrow? I can't wait for Will Osprey versus <laughs> which is not happening at Declaration of nope, Power. No, nope, it's happening in a month from today. I think that so. was that. Is that the uh, uh, New York show, or is that they're something else? A, they're doing the show at Sumo Hall tomorrow. They're gonna show it Sumo Hall. Yeah, that's the uh, Ryo Goku Sumo Hall Declaration of Power. Yeah, yeah, this is the word that uh, Mayu Yutani can't say. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Beautiful stuff. Gotcha. You're welcome. Beautiful. Trying to reenact that. I also can't say it if that helps. Uh, (laughs) All roads to uh, that match. Nice to see Jay White defending his belt. Didn't know if he actually ever wanted to do that again. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Who else did is this his only loss? Uh last once. Yeah, I believe so, yeah, yes. It, it was the only loss in the last night. All we're all we're getting is one match. Well, I guess we could have uh would we have yeah, would no, yeah, no. I believe he might be actually on strong, that same Ren Arena strong taping. He called out Eddie Kingston to have that match in New York. So to have it to defend his title against Eddie Kingston in New York, so oh, it's about time a company gives him a world title match. Uh huh. So that should be uh, very good. Uh, I'm excited about that for we, sure. We call that juicy. We call that sp- 
spicy, juicy meatballs. Um, that is it for this week's episode <laughs> of Ring Post Radio. What a weird, wow. weird bit, audio bit to end on. Um, uh, we'll talk about Declaration <laughs> of Power, maybe Royal Quest. We'll see Triple Mania uh, next week. Um, and maybe some other. I don't really know if we'll talk about that stuff, but we'll. We can see. talk about Dynamite. Dynamite's pretty big this week. Oh, that's true. We'll see. The we'll world, see what happens. The Ring of Jericho World Championship is on the line. Yeah, baby. Yeah, the Canada show. Um, so we're excited about that. But uh, until then, Scotty, anything to plug? Uh, well, my match of the week, Brian, mm-hmm. is Gunta versus Sheamus from Friday Night Smackdown. Or as we now call it, Scott E's Smackdown Review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, was, that, was, that match was great. Uh, you know, big meaty men slapping meats. Well, what else can you ask for? What else can you ask for? Uh, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on the Twitter. Um, I don't know. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. You can find it there, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Scott E Wrestling. That's E, the letter E. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. Follow the whole show at Count Pod. Subscribe to wherever the podcast, wherever you get uh, audio, whether it be Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever we're there. Uh, YouTube, I don't know, we're there as well. Um, my match of the week, I'm going to go old school. Old school dog. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hip with the kids. Hip of the lingo, hip, hip of the jive. Uh, I'm going all the way to the year 2000, if you can believe it. And I'm watched this match this week uh, from New Japan. Toshiaki Kawada versus Kensuke Sasuke uh, was a Tokyo Dome main event, not for uh, Wrestle Kingdom or something, but from a show called Do Judge, October 9th, 2000. This it was a dream match special singles main event. It was an all Japan New Japan crossover show uh, where these guys had a great match, great great match. And as soon as the match ended, uh, Sasuke Kensuke uh, Sasuke, who uh, was the champion at the time, the IWGP champion at the time, uh, lost the match. Spoilers. Uh, and then immediately relinquished the title, saying he doesn't deserve to hold this anymore, and relinquished the title immediately after losing. Kensuke uh, Sasuke is. Uh... Did you see? Yeah, Kensuke. I saw. That's I saw the. Internet. I knew, like I know about that. I think everyone does. Oh, because he put it in every find bio. It so funny that he had to put it into the Enoki. <laughs> He's put it. He put it. He's put it in like every bio of every Japanese anytime, guy. That's anytime away. he could talk about that show, he puts it. And <laughs> puts I, <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's the funniest it. thing. It's so also good. what a wrestling couple. What a Air couple. Phenomenal. But that is it for us this week for <laughs> Ring Post Radio. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. All the buzzards, bitches. This has been a Count Out Podcast.